1: This briefing That you received on Friday that we're looking for further clarification on. Sure. First of all, did the heads of the intelligence agencies provide you with a two-page summary of these unsubstantiated allegations? And secondly, to that, on the broader picture, do you accept their opinion that Vladimir Putin ordered the hack of the DNC and the attempted hack of the RNC? And if you do, how will that color your attempts to build a relationship with a leader who has been accused of committing an act of espionage okay first of all
2: these meetings as you know are confidential classified so i'm not allowed to talk about what went on in a meeting Uh, but we had many witnesses in that meeting many of them with us and i will say again i think it's a disgrace that information would be let out Uh, i saw the information i read the information outside of that meeting Uh, it's all fake news It's phony stuff. It didn't happen. And it was gotten by opponents of ours, as you know, because you reported it and so did many of the other people. It was a group of opponents that got together, sick people, and they put that crap together. So uh, I will tell you that not within the meeting, but outside of the meeting, uh, somebody released it. Uh, It should never have been, number one, shouldn't have even entered paper but it should never have been released, but I read what was released, and I think it's a disgrace. I think it's an absolute disgrace.
3: I think it's a disgrace that Donald Trump is going to be our president, but it will happen on January 20th. Hey there, America. I'm Leslie Marshall. Welcome or welcome back. Only true democracy in talk radio. Well, we're going to talk about President-elect Trump's press conference. We have a number of cuts, and uh, we are going to uh, be talking for a few minutes. First up, with a guest. Uh, Then we're going to use some cuts. I'm going to do a little brief monologue, and we're going to take your calls. Be be sure to get in line now to talk about your reaction to President. President-elect Donald Trump's press conference. A lot of interesting things that he talked about. Interesting as in perplexing for some and concerning for others. 8886 leslie Eight 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 six five three seven five four three. Somebody I love and who retweets my tweets all the time. Michael Schur, a political correspondent and host with The Young Turks, the largest online news show in the world, joins us. Hey, Michael, good afternoon. Happy New Year. Glad to have you back with us.
0: It's great to be here. Uh, great to be here in January, while uh, you know we're still ahead of the uh, the Trump uh, you know inauguration, Leslie. It's uh, it's uh, it's a crazy thing, but it's happening.
3: Yesterday, President-elect Donald Trump said for the first time that he believes Russia was responsible for hacking ahead of the election, but at the same time, uh, strongly rejects allegations that Moscow mounted a campaign. To compromise, him. Now, let's talk about this because there are conflicting reports as to, you know, who benefited and why, uh, because we also have confirmation the RNC was hacked, yet there was nothing leaked from the right. Everything was leaked from uh, the Democratic side or the campaign of Hillary Clinton.
0: Yeah, that's right. I mean, I think that, listen, it's not uncommon for From Donald Trump, especially as we've come to know him in the past year and a half, um, to hear him say one thing and then say another thing soon Uh, thereafter—you know—he turned yesterday in that press conference. He sort of turned the the hacking and the Russian involvement into something that had more to do, you know, with the weaknesses of the DNC than anything to do with he, he himself or the RNC. And yeah, there are some curious parts of this. If if it was the Russians who did it, uh, why did they only do it, Pick you know, pick and choose, like you said, with the DNC and the RNC? And why then does Trump not want to go after it in a blanket way? Why does it, you know, why is he not addressing? It? That's a real problem that a lot of people, both Republicans and Democrats, have.
3: Uh, no question about that. Um, why, so people understand, is this significant? Not just the hacking, but what he says or doesn't say with regard to this. And then um, if you can't, well, let's talk about that. Then I want to talk about John McCain and what he may have uh, and has admitted to supplying to the FBI.
0: Yeah, I think that well, there are a handful of reasons why it's significant. For I mean, and there's the the macro, um, which is of course our elections being somehow influenced, whether meaningfully or not, uh, by a foreign government is something that should you know make everybody break up their ears because it is you know something that in this day and age we should be the beacon for having that not happen, not for allowing it to happen and turning the other cheek. Uh, why it's significant in the micro way is because. You have, you, you know in, in the in the Trump campaign, going back to Paul Manafort, who managed it for a while and was you know, very, very cozy with the Russian government, to Rex Tillerson, who was honored by the Russian government uh, and and is now standing to be Secretary of State, uh, you have an association with Russia that is discomfiting at the best. To so many people involved in politics, and you have a president elect who is sort of saying, Well, it's not our problem, it's their problem, and it's the DNC's problem, blaming the DNC for not having such good security. But in fact, it was Trump who, who was, you know, it, it seems was hacked if these intelligence reports are even, you know, marginally true, which I think that brings up an entirely different conversation, Leslie. But if they are, let's just go with them being marginally true, then Trump should be alarmed at what's in them, and we should be. Alarmed armed at what in them about Trump, so it, it it has a domino effect here. But what it's showing is there is you know Trump yesterday said, hey listen, if Russia, uh, you know, if, if we're cozy with Russia, that is an asset. He said, well, it's not an asset if we're cozy with them because they know exactly how to control us and how to pull our strings, especially in a new administration. Should always be suspect of who, who Vladimir Putin wants to win the American election. So I, I think that, that there there are so many answers to that question. These are just some.
3: Uh, yeah I, no question let's let's talk about um uh, let, let's talk about some of the reaction of those on the right now John McCain has admitted to uh, supplying a dossier of sorts uh, to the FBI can you speak to us about that and what we we do know or, or you know is is in it and questions obviously we still may have I mean how how secret is this and how significant is this
0: well that's the thing I mean you know that when, whenever you hear the word dossier it means a lot of it is very secretive um and the dossiers that McCain has apparently supplied to the FBI um, just sort of you know, I think what it does is it just adds another layer to this conversation. We don't really know what's in those dossiers, but we know that the FBI is taking very seriously what happened. Uh, The FBI is taking very seriously the interactions between Russia and the United States and the Trump sort of, I I guess it's not an administration yet, but the Trump transition. Uh, So in terms of detail, I'm not aware of the details of what, what, um, what McCain has supplied. What I do know, though, is that he is not the only one that the FBI Is talking to and there are other people on Capitol Hill. I had somebody, I had a Democratic and a Republican member of Congress confirm for me today that their offices were both contacted uh, by the FBI. So, and these are the members themselves, not just uh, staff members uh, to to these Congress people. So, um, it's far-reaching, but when it reaches John McCain, it's different. John McCain supplying it is different too. But as to the details of it, no, it's, it's secretive as far as I know. And if it isn't, then it's something that I'm not aware of.
3: But here, here's another thing, Michael. Some people out there would say that, okay, the Russians hacked. You know, people are saying this is customary that we've done it or can do it or have done it or could do it if we wanted to. Um, but it did it did influence the outcome? Because, you know, we don't have any evidence that the actual voting system or who we voted for, the American people, uh, was hacked into. In other words, um, this doesn't change January 20th from being the day that Donald uh, Trump is inaugurated, right? I mean, this does not put a pause button and, and question whether or not Hillary Clinton has the Electoral College uh, majority. We know she has the popular vote majority. Um, in other words, this, this doesn't stop Donald Trump from becoming president president does it.
0: It doesn't at all. And, you know, I think the irony, too, is that the FBI being so involved right now um, and James Comey himself having, you know, a lot of people think he's the one who really hacked the election and changed the results. Nate Silver uh, from uh, 538 said that, listen, we are, um, if we look at the numbers right now, uh, if James Comey doesn't come out and the election is held on October 27th, the day before, it's a certainty that Clinton would have won. Um, You know, obviously that's hypothetical and it doesn't really matter. it's an irony that the FBI is involved in the way that they are. But yet this doesn't change anything. We have no pause buttons in America. We have a process that can take place afterwards. And, you know, it's not just about changing the outcome of the election it, it's about what it means for american foreign policy going forward if they're able to hack into an election what else can they hack into they can can they hack into whatever it is that, the, that this next administration or any administration is wanting or able to do is it hacking into congress is it are we then you know if we are so close to russia And they wanted something. Why are we not curious as to why they wanted Donald Trump to win so badly? Is it because of John Kerry and Hillary Clinton and their policies towards Russia? Who knows? Is it because they really want their Syria policy to have, you know, an accelerator put on it? Who knows? We just don't know those things. And so that's what makes it so dangerous. It's not just about the election, the results of the election. Listen, if it affected the election, we don't know that yet, but we certainly know that they were able to get into um, uh, intelligence on both in both parties and try and, and, and affect some kind of um, you know, uh, influence onto the outcome of the election.
3: I want to talk about some other aspects of um, this. Um, and, uh, oh, we're out of time. Michael, we'll have to have you back because we're going to be talking more oh, about this. Man, evening. I want to
0: come back. We didn't even have fun today, Leslie. This I
3: know. We serious. didn't even sexually harass I, each other. I mean. I hate
0: that. I hate that. Okay, <laughs> I'll be back,
3: though. <laughs> I, I love Avignon. Michael Sure, thank you for joining us. We will have him back, but we're going to talk to you coming up out of this break. Um, I have a lot of things to say, and we're going to hear from President-elect Donald Trump had a lot of things to say yesterday. But I want your reaction, by the way, follow Michael on Twitter at Michael Shore S-H-U-R-E. The website is tytnetwork.com, tytnetwork.com. Check it out. I'm Leslie Marshall. Pick up the phone and join us, 888 6 leslie 888-653-7543. Want to hear from you now. I want to get your reaction to Donald Trump's first press conference, the last perhaps before he actually is sworn in as Commander-in-Chief of our nation. We'll be back after this. Follow me on Twitter at Leslie Marshall. Don't go away.
0: Leslie Marshall, the simple truth in a complicated world. Give her a call now at 888-6LESLEY.
3: Marshall, pick up the phone and join us, 8886-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. We have been talking about, and we want, with Michael Sure, and I want to talk about with you right now, 8886-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Donald Trump, president-elect, and what he had to say. Um, let's listen to, this is what Donald Trump, we just talked about him talking about it's a disgrace that claims on Russian intel were are leaked. Uh, this is a guy who did not and has not taken the daily intelligence briefings and doesn't think he needs to, that he's smarter than that. Uh, this is Donald Trump cut two on hacking the DNC, admitting and saying he thought it was Russia.
2: As far as hacking, I think it was Russia, but I think we also get hacked by, other countries and other people. And I can say that, you know, when when we lost 22 million uh, names and everything else that was hacked recently, they didn't make a big deal out of that. That was something that was extraordinary. That was probably China. Uh, We had we had much hacking going on. And one of the things we're going to do, we have some of the greatest uh, computer minds anywhere in the world that we've assembled. You saw just a sample of it two weeks ago up here where we had the six top people in the world. They were never in the same room together as a group. And we're going to put those minds together and we're going to form a defense. And I have to say this also. The Democratic National Committee was totally open to be hacked. They did a very poor job. They could have had hacking defense, which we had. And I will give Reince previous credit, because when Reince saw what was happening in the world and with this country, he went out and went to various firms and ordered a very, very strong hacking defense. And they tried to hack the Republican National Committee, and they were unable to break through. We have to do that for our country. On that intelligence report, Uh, The the second part of their conclusion was that Vladimir Putin ordered it because he aspired to help you in the election. Do you accept that part of the finding? And will you undo what President Obama did to punish the Russians for this or will you keep it in place? If Putin likes Donald Trump, I consider that an asset, not a liability. Because we have a horrible relationship with Russia. Russia can help us fight ISIS, which, by the way, is number one tricky. I mean, if you look, this administration created ISIS by leaving at the wrong time. The void was created, ISIS was formed. If Putin likes Donald Trump, guess what folks? That's called an asset, not a liability. Now, I don't know that I'm gonna get along with Vladimir Putin. I hope I do, but there's a good chance I won't.
3: Okay, let's take some calls. I I wanna ask you this. Does it bother you that, okay, Trump at least admits it was Russia. But that he thinks that a disgrace information was leaked and many people are concerned that he will leak information. And, you know, we're, we're going to talk a bit also in his treatment of the press. We can talk about his business dealings and the nepotism with his family and their involvement. Uh, but let's take some of your calls on this and other issues that you might have or reactions to President-elect Donald Trump's press conference yesterday. A lot of people were worried about a lot of things that he said in the manner in which he said it, and I'm not going to change that manner, apparently. Let's go to Wes on Line 3 in West Hampton, Massachusetts. Hi, Wes. Good afternoon. Thank you for joining us.
4: Good afternoon, and I apologize. This is, you know, it's kind of a simplistic observation on my part, uh, but I really couldn't stomach that much of the, of the press conference. But the thing that troubled me, uh, aside from a lot of the content, was, you know, one of the roles of the presidency, whether you like the president, whether you agree with their policies or their party, one of the roles of the presidency, whether you're Donald Trump, Barack Obama, or George W. Bush, who, you know, was darned inarticulate at times, but you could tell that George W. Bush was making a real attempt to do his best to project class and legitimacy of the presidency. And what we saw yesterday was a loudmouth bully shouting, your organization is garbage, I won't talk to you. And what does that say about all of us as citizens? You know, like, please don't speak for me if that's how you that's the best job you can do. Don't claim to be speaking for me. It was, it was downright scary. And, uh, it was, you know, it was that Mike Judge movie, Idiocracy, coming to life in front of us. It's terrible.
3: No, I, I absolutely agree. And I mean, if this is how you're, you know, you're, you're starting it off on such, such a negative. I mean, there are even people on the right who are very concerned. You know, they're concerned about the, the tweeting and uh, the attitude, the lack of respect, not only for others, but even for the office he's about to take. Uh, I don't disagree. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk more. Something that bothered me as a member of the media, you know, somebody who studied journalism and who studied who feels that what sets us, the United States of America, apart from other nations is our First Amendment. And what the heck is going to happen with that? This guy's trampling all over the First Amendment and the Constitution, in my opinion. We'll be back to you right after this. Pick up the phone and join me, 8886-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Yesterday, I know I'm not alone in that. Taking your calls at 8886 leslie 888 7543 And um, I want to play two back to back here. And this is about the press, freedom of the press, which we must have. Um, and quite frankly, not for fake news, as Donald Trump would claim. But, you know, you have to have access to the president. That sets us, the United States, apart from other nations. Uh, this, is, uh, cut for, this is Trump and that CNN reporter, Jim Acosta, who clashed at that press conference yesterday. Take a listen.
1: Since you're attacking us, can you give us a question? Go Since ahead. you're No, Mr. President-elect. Go elect, ahead, go Mr. President-elect. Since you are attacking no, our news not organization, not can him. you give us a chance? Your organization. You are attacking terrible. our news organization. organization. Can you give us a chance Let's to ask go. a question, sir? Go ahead, sir. Can Quiet. you state, Mr. President-elect? Can you state categorically, Mr. President-elect? Can you give us a question? Mr. Don't be attacking us. Can you give us a question? Don't be rude. You're you're us, you. Can you give us a question can I'm not you, going to give you a can question. You stay, can you stay categorically? You are fake news. Sir, Go ahead. can you stay categorically that nobody, <laughs> no, Mr. President-elect, that's not Go appropriate. Ahead. Well Wolf, at the beginning uh, of that news conference, uh, Donald Trump indicated that he was not going to call on me or call on CNN. Uh, he sort of uh, pointed at me at one point and then waved his hand as if you're not going to get a question uh and then as the news conference went on as you heard he was attacking this new- news organization repeatedly and i felt it was uh only fair that if our news organization is going to be attacked uh that we get a chance to ask a follow up question about what uh, donald trump was talking about and fortunately our my colleague uh, cecilia vega over at, uh abc did ask a question uh that i was going to ask which is did donald trump have any contacts who were in contact with the russians in the context of this campaign uh, she actually did not get an answer on that question. I, I don't know if you noticed that at the podium, but as he was going to the elevators, uh, we all were asking him again to, to answer that question, and he said no, uh, that nobody associated with him or his campaign was in contact. Uh, with the russians during the context of that campaign so i I do want to pass on uh, that little bit of news along because he did not answer that question uh... formally during that news conference i I should also tell you that at one point uh, during this news conference just in the interest of full disclosure and so everybody knows what's going on and what was happening in the room uh... after i asked and and i guess you might see demanded that we have a a question uh, sean spicer the incoming uh, press secretary did say to me that if i were to do that again I was going to be thrown out of this press conference. Uh, of course, uh, Wolf, I had to persist there and, and try to get that question asked. But in the end, the question was asked, and, and a lot of questions were asked during this press conference. Donald Trump did provide some answers. Uh, as you said, Wolf, he is uh, taking the position that this uh, report uh, that the intelligence community uh, warned him that the Russians might have compromising information on him. And he is describing that as fake news, and, uh, and he's holding to that position.
3: And, and, you know, I want to play a quick follow-up. This is, uh, to his credit, Shepard Smith on Fox News defending CNN and calling out Trump. And before we play this cut five, I just want to say somebody tweeted yesterday, and I agree wholeheartedly, that every member of the media should have walked out when that reporter was attacked and CNN was attacked because today CNN and tomorrow who? Here's Shepard Smith defending CNN.
0: Further, President-elect Trump today told CNN's Jim Acosta that his organization amounts to fake news. CNN's exclusive reporting on the Russian matter was separate and distinctly different from the document dump executed by an online news property. Though we at Fox News cannot confirm CNN's report, it is our observation that its correspondents followed journalistic standards, and that neither they nor any other journalists should be subjected to belittling and delegitimizing by the president-elect of the United States.
3: All right, let's take some calls. Do you fear that our First Amendment is going to be gone or is going to be squelched in the next four years? And do you, as the people, uh, are you concerned as to what information you would get? Remember, if somebody uh, limits the press, that is a dictator. That is not the president of a democracy operating as a republic. Pick up the phone and join me, 8886 leslie 888-653-7543 Maria's on Line 3 in Phoenix, Arizona. Maria, good afternoon. Thank you for joining us.
5: Hi, Leslie. I love your show. Um, yeah, I, got two, I got two points, and um, if you could bear with me, I'm fighting a headache from hell. But,
3: um, I hope you, know, you feel that.
5: Thank you, dear. I, I hope that the rest of the world... I understand
3: that this um, is not a of the people. Because we have- We're going to come back to you. I'm not. I'm not t- trying to add to your headache, sweetie. We want to hear what you have to say, Maria. We'll come back to you, Maria, there on line three. Let's put her on hold and take Reggie on line one in Decatur, Georgia. Reggie, your response uh, to to Trump and uh, your response to some of the things he said yesterday at that press conference—the first since he's been elected.
6: Well, like as you said before, if the First Amendment squelches or is eliminated, then that means everybody and everyone, including you yourself, Leslie Marshall, the Leslie Marshall Show, and the med- and the mainstream media, will be gone. I mean, who are we going to have to tell us the news or, or their opinions about this man or stand up to this man? I mean, who are we going to be able to listen to or watch if he scrudges or eliminates the First Amendment or the press, including talk radio and TV and the uh, Internet? Hello? Hello?
3: Yes. Is well, this... uh, who, who are we going to have
6: to tell us about this man or to watch this man if he eliminates the press, and that includes you know, talk radio and TV and possibly the Internet, if he goes that far to the extremes or you know, if he reaches that far? I mean, if anybody attacks him, he's going to, you know, throw lawsuits against him, you know, libel lawsuits against him. That includes talk radio and television. If anybody who has an opinion about him, negative or otherwise, and I thought that he adored the media, or he said that the media, that he claimed the media adores him. Why is he attacking the one thing that he claims adores him from head to toe? Why is he attacking them?
3: Well, this is the problem when you have a narcissist who's been elected as president. Anytime anyone attacks him, whether it's a private citizen, a former union head, um, a woman who was in a beauty contest that he said disparaging misogynistic remarks about, um, uh, an actress uh, or a spokesperson um, that, you know, he, you know, or anchor, entertainment reporter that he would like to grope in the vagina because he feels he's entitled to. I mean, the list goes on. I mean, this, this is what half approximately of those who voted voted for in these states where the Electoral College brought Trump uh, to his victory. Um, Let's go back um, to uh, Maria. Her line is cleared up now. Thank you for your call. Reggie, Maria in Phoenix Line 3, please go back to what you were saying. Um, You were starting to say you hope the rest of the world doesn't assume that Trump, and please uh, bring us up to speed.
5: Uh, Thank you for, uh, for putting me back on. Can you hear me okay now?
3: I hear you wonderfully now.
5: Okay. Well, um, like I was saying before, I had two points. Uh, well, actually, just a quick third because uh, and I'll put the third one first. As far as the media, yeah, I am concerned that this uh, this moron can uh, can manipulate people enough to get them to turn on the media more than they have already. Now, with that, with that being said, um, as, you know the, the the media that you see on TV instead of them be mindful of the questions that they're asking Trump. You know, they they took him as a joke. They gave him a ton of media time. And that's part of the reason why we're stuck with this guy, number one. Uh, Number two, what I originally started with was, um, I hope that the world understands that this man is not a reflection of the people of the United States. Because he is an idiot. And I never, ever, ever considered talking about a president in that form. I didn't. I was never a fan of Bush, but nevertheless, I respected him as my president. This man, I don't see him as president. I don't even see him. You don't even want to get me started on that. But here's the set, and here's the second point, and this one concerns me just as much. Right now, he is in the process of appointing uh, Rex Tillerson, uh, the head of Exxon, and uh, what concerns me about that is that uh, I was watching a report on the Rachel Madoff show yesterday, and she had a graph of all the countries that ExxonMobil works in, including Russia, and they were showing all the acreage in in all the states in which they drill. Well, in Russia, if I'm correct, uh, ExxonMobil has over 90 million acres to drill. And as you know, the President of the United States put sanctions on And this guy, Tillerson, along with Trump, because I know Trump will profit from it, will screw the American people just to get that money. And I thank you for your time.
3: Thank you. Uh, I appreciate it. And there are many people, even those on the right, Marco Rubio, to his credit, that are concerned about that. Pick up the phone and join us when we finish with a call. Your cue to call through, how did you feel about President-elect Donald Trump calling CNN fake news Um, Isn't the president supposed to give access via the First Amendment freedom of the press to all members of the press? And how do you feel about President-elect Donald Trump threatening to toss out a journalist uh, because he interrupted or didn't like what the individual said, doesn't like what he or his network says about him? This is, in my opinion, as a member of the press, extremely problematic. Extremely. Uh, Let's get to more calls. We go to Lansing, New York with Ann on line two. Ann, thank you for joining us. Good afternoon and welcome.
7: Hi, good to be on. Just a couple quick things. One is I've heard on some other shows this morning that if Trump has done something impeachable, do we really want to impeach him because we'll end up with Pence? Now, the way I feel about this is if it's impeachable, it's impeachable. I don't care if we end up with Donald Duck. The bottom line is we're Americans. We don't let this type of thing happen. I agree with you. The problem
3: We have two problems, though, with the impeachment thing. One is we have a Republican-controlled House and Senate. Not sure they will all um, impeach him because many of them, I think, are very afraid of him. The fact they've done a 360 on not supporting him and now supporting him, bending over for him, if you will. And then the, the, the second thing is even if somebody's impeached, remember, in our life lifetime for most of us, Richard Nixon um, resigned. Okay, Uh, Mm -hmm. Richard Nixon, you know, was to be formally impeached. He, he, He resigned. Bill Clinton was impeached and remained in office as president after being impeached. So an impeachment does not guarantee a resignation or termination. No, but I think it sends a
7: message that we're not going to put up with this kind of stuff. And if it happens again down the line, we'll
3: do it again. I think by doing nothing, we really just sit back and say, oh, well. We know is this, and, and i uh, that's a very good point, but is this an impeachable offense? I don't know.
7: And and that's why I said if, it, if something ends up that it's impeachable, I think they should follow through. And the other thing is, if I were one of those reporters uh, or pressmen yesterday, I would have walked out.
3: That's i think no i think the press anybody. needs to unite i mean even oh, you, know, no, you no. know people have this impression look i'm a fox news contributor and i'm a liberal democrat progressive i have friends that work at cnn i have friends at fox that don't agree with me um you, you know just because you have differing opinions doesn't mean you're not still part of the same body and that body is the media and that body are, are journalists in the media sure there are those that i respect more or less across the mm-hmm. board as there are those that respect me more or less across the board but i agree with you i i think the press um should have together uh united and walked out and the fact there was some people clapping i don't know who everyone there was clapping because the camera didn't pan that and show that i heard there were reports these uh, allegations that there were trump employees looking over the shoulders of reporters to see who was well, right and what and that just that just really uh sends shivers up my spine
7: yeah me too i mean this is the united states
3: we just don't behave like this. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, yes, I'm like. What country are we living in? Very good points, in. <laughs> Anything else? No, that's it. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Let's go to Albert on line four. He's calling from Phoenix as well. Albert, good afternoon. What was your uh, take and and reaction to these comments at the first press conference uh, President Donald uh, Trump or President Elect Donald Trump held?
4: Um, um, I I think it's just disrespectful the way he he pretty much put him down in front of the. TV and all that stuff, but my main concern is, or my main question is to you is, out of all this trouble that he has right now with the hacking and all that stuff, what's the number one thing right now that will get him impeached?
3: Well, there are a number of things. There are a number of things. I mean, there are some business conflicts of interest. Uh, obviously, if he had knowledge of any of the hacking that could be uh, put forth, if he committed a a, a crime, a felony, um, you know, prior to uh, run, being president, uh, and certainly, you know, while he is president since he's been elected. Those are just a few of the examples. Uh, there's, and, there's, a, there's a list of them. I, I mean, you know.
4: And I have another question. I You guys probably reported on it, but I wasn't. Ah, uh, listening. Whatever happened to all those? Well, wait, wait, wait. Let
3: me let me put it. Let me put it the way the the, the final version uh, of impeachment that appears in the constitution. Constitution. This is what it states: <clears throat> the president, vice president. I think people forget impeachment is not reserved just for the commander in chief, but the president, vice president, and all civil officers of the United States shall be removed from office on impeachment for and conviction of treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. Um, so you know, a, a, again. Um, you know, there's a lot to be done prior to an impeachment. You have to have proof of treason, bribery, or other high crimes or misdemeanors.
4: And whatever happened to all those rape cases, all not the cases, but the Well,
3: I, I, none, of, none of that seems to be going forward. You're talking about all of those victims, uh, you know, a dozen victims that allege that Donald Trump sexually harassed them, being represented by Gloria Allred and her firm here in Los Angeles. I don't believe they're going forth uh, with any suit. I think it was just, uh, you know, bringing this information to light and in the open, but they are legally allowed. You are legally allowed to bring a suit against um, a sitting president. Mm, Okay. Uh, but there are there are if if you want to look specifically about concerns surrounding Donald Trump, uh, one was his interest in Trump International Hotel in D.C. There was a report in The Washington Post that said foreign diplomats felt pressure to stay there. Um, And, um, you you know, he he, he just, uh, you know, brushes it off. Um, But that could be a problem because Trump Organization entered into a contract with the General Services Administration to lease the old post office pavilion. It's 117 year old property. And the Office of Government Ethics apparently determined ethics rules preventing other federal employees from making money from their positions, Um, by the way. Um, they, they say it does not apply to the president but some people disagree so that's uh, another <clears throat> another gray area excuse me for that. Uh, let, uh, we're going to be uh, uh, taking a break in just a moment. Um, well Mark can we play one more cut from yesterday's uh, news conference which uh, everyone we have here that's going to be uh, bringing us up to the proper time and not taking us over and uh, I, I I think actually can we compare the Intel leaks to Nazi Germany uh, number eight? No? Okay, whichever one you have queued up, then we'll be fine.
2: ...with the Supreme Court. So I think it was a very, very big decision as to why I was elected.
6: The tweet that you had this morning
1: about, are we living in Nazi Germany? What were you driving at there? What are you trying to tell them? I think it was a
2: disgraceful, disgraceful that the intelligence agencies allowed any information that turned out to be so false and fake out. I think it's a disgrace. And I say that, and I say that. And that's something that Nazi Germany would have done and did do. I think it's a disgrace. That information that was false and fake and never happened got released to the public. As far as BuzzFeed, which is a failing pile of garbage, writing it, I think they're going to suffer the consequences. They already are. And as far as CNN going out of their way to build it up, and by the way, we just found out I was coming down. Michael Cohn. I was being. Michael Cohn is a very talented lawyer. He's a good lawyer in my firm. It was just reported that it wasn't this Michael Cohn they were talking about.
3: Uh, by the way, <clears throat> interesting that Donald Trump would cite Nazi Germany. The guy who talks about registries, bans of religions and nations and wall building and even internment camps. That all sounds very Nazi to me. I'm Leslie Marshall. When we come back, Victoria Jones. Li- Victoria Jones, live from our nation's capital with Talk Media News. Hi, Victoria. Happy Thursday and Happy New Year once again. Um, There is a Department of Justice inquiry into the FBI and uh, the FBI director, James Comey. Is that correct? Tell us more about it. Yes,
7: it's the Justice Department's Inspector General who's going to review broad allegations of misconduct involving the FBI's investigation of Hillary Clinton's email practices, and also the Bureau's controversial decision, you remember, just before the election, to say, oh, yes, we've uh, resumed the probe. Uh, Since it's going to be a wide-ranging probe, it's going to be the various statements that the FBI made publicly. Also, whether its deputy director should have been recused uh, because of uh, a a connection with his wife, and whether the FBI and other Justice Department employees leaked non-public information. Um, so this is quite, quite uh, serious stuff.
3: Yes, it, yes, it is. Uh, are the um, is there any response uh, by Comey or the FBI? Are they remaining silent until the Department of Justice has completed uh, this inquiry?
7: Yes, they they are uh, remaining silent at this point. We've not heard anything from them. And interestingly, New York Times is reporting that it is, quote, extraordinarily rare for the inspector general to publicly disclose its investigations, particularly in such detail. And they say that that would mean that the IG is broken with policy and announce details of this investigation.
3: Very quickly, Vice President Biden talking to the press about a briefing uh, they received in a sentence, Victoria? Uh,
7: Basically saying that uh, neither he nor Obama asked, uh, asked them to corroborate it, and they didn't ask for the briefing. It just
3: happened. Okay, thank you. Victoria Jones, live from our nation's capital with Talk Media News, I'm Leslie Marshall. Always more to come on the only True Democracy in Talk Radio.